Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Time to introduce another one of our finalists in the Lions Lair 2019 uh, competition. Of course, uh, we've been involved here at CHML and on this program specifically uh, with the Lions Lair since its inception and uh, have been very proud to do so. And uh, one of the things that has now become a tradition is we introduce you to the uh, the finalists in, in the competition, that we have them here in the program. They uh, can talk about uh, what they're standing behind and um, how they've done so far. It's always a fascinating discussion, and this one will be too. It all uh, culminates, of course, with the gala, which is going to be September 26th next week, uh, and that's when the finals uh, and are going to happen, and actually with live presentations, which is uh, going to put some pressure on these these folks. Uh, and also, the winners, of course, are going to be on our program the next day, because on the following day, the Friday morning, we will be broadcasting from the Innovation Factory right across the road from us here on Longwood Road, and uh, have the winners on, a number of the judges, of course, Dave Carter from the Innovation Factory, and uh, some past winners, which is always great to catch up with them and see just how they've done after they won the competition and how it's impacted their uh, their businesses. Uh, with us today is a t- local guy, Tim Carr, who is uh, the founder of Solar Digital, I, I, I know I was going to blow this as soon as I said this. I, we, you and I talked about this. I said this well three or four times. What the name of the company is? Solar Digitalis. Solar Digitalis. Okay. All right. Now, uh, you're from Dundas. Grew up there. Went to Highland School, Waterloo University. As you say, you're a computer geek, a tech geek, which is great. Uh, we need more tech geeks like you to do these sorts of things. I don't know if anyone needs more tech geeks. <laughs> uh, give me the idea. I, I lay the, the, the groundwork for us about where this came from. I mean, did you always have a, a, an interest in doing these sorts of things? So that's a good question. Thanks. Uh, and thanks for having me on. Um, I started off as a professional photographer, and I was working in Switzerland for five years. And I found myself at a tough spot where I had as many shoots as I could have with the top prices I could have. And my wife wanted to see me once in a blue moon. And <laughs> So I, I was capped. I couldn't work anymore or charge anymore. And I was looking for ways to grow the business without hiring too many more people. And the first thing that comes to mind when you're a photographer in that position is you want to attach a service. So, for example, I wanted to attach a photo booth service because photo booths are very popular. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, w- I had two really bad options. I could either spend $10,000 I didn't have on a really terrible system that was going to work with MySpace for a year and then poop out. Or I could build my own and cobble it together and it would be this Frankenstein thing that wasn't interactive and guests would kind of not be very impressed with it. That's when I realized that there was an opportunity to build something here. Your story sounds very similar. At the first ever Alliance where winners were a group of guys that did Weaver apps. And, and they told me the same thing. They, w- they were looking for an app to try to, for an enterprise that they were doing. And they, they got a, a price for it. And they said, are you kidding? Nobody can afford that. So they said, we, we're going to do something about it. Uh, and we're going to develop our own and, and a lot cheaper and everything else. And, of course, the rest is history. It's a hugely successful company now. But where do you get that entrepreneurial spirit, Scott, or Tim, to, to say, let's do this differently? In other words, these are two lousy options. Most other people would say, well, I guess I'm going to choose the, you know, the, the lesser of the two evils. But you just said, no, 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 there's a third option. Let's, let's invent something. Yeah, I mean, I was pretty lucky to have a lot of experience in, in the, com- the kind of computer science background. I got to work for a large tech company in Seattle where that really opened my eyes to how you can build things and what, what your potential is as a creator. Um, a lot of those companies are really good at fostering that creativity. And uh, that combined with, with the people that I knew in Switzerland at the time who were really enabling and encouraging. And I was in an, an environment that really encouraged open thought and creativity. Um, and that was hugely important, important and informative for me. Now, but again, here you are with a company in, in the West Coast. Uh, you're doing some work over in, in, in Switzerland. 
but the, you decided, no, I'm going. I'm going to be entrepreneurial. I'm going to go with this. I mean, that's that's like leaving the edge of the pool and going into the deep end. I mean, I, I'm sure you and your wife had a number of discussions about that. <laughs> yes, and she'd kill me if I <laughs> if I mentioned about the the content of them. But now my, my my wife's been hugely supportive, and we 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 decided to move back to Hamilton for family reasons. Mm-hmm. That was uh, nothing to do with business. And uh, Hamilton is a great place to found a business. And when we moved back, of course, all of my my networks and my my clients from the photography side and from my former business side, you you sever those when you when you move internationally. So it's a great time to to make a clean break and start a business. So it was just a natural time and a natural fit to do that. So how did this evolve? I, I mean, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to make a better mousetrap, to use the old phrase. Where do you begin? So the first thing that you do is you, you want to be able to talk to people who are going to use it. It's no good if you have this idea and you can build it, but you can't see it being used or talk to the people who are going to use it because the most important thing is shortening the feedback cycle. So when you build something and someone uses it, you want to be able to see them not being able to use it and change that and fix that within a day or two because it's fresh in your mind and all the good ideas you're going to have while they're using it are only going to come in that moment. Two weeks later, forget it. So for me, what was important was having uh, brides at weddings or corporate parties um, agree with me that they could be my guinea pigs. I would offer them a, a photo booth service for free, do the whole kit and caboodle, printing, digital media, everything. Um, and the software wouldn't be perfect. It would maybe crash once or twice. I'd be there to get it running again. Sure. It, people would have trouble using it. I'd be there writing down everything. And, and that was just the way that I could rapidly innovate. Did you see steady progress? Oh, from absolutely. one to the other to the other? Absolutely. Especially in the first year, you know, it, the, kind of the, the difference between the beginning, the first thing that, that I ever did an event with, and, and one year later, you couldn't tell that they were the same thing. So, and obviously because you're there, you're doing the analysis as it's happening in real time and then saying, okay, I got to fix this. I got to go to work on this. Exactly. You can see the person stabbing at the, at the air where they think a button should be and you realize, oh yeah, that's where the button should be. Yeah. And, and taking from there, so you have to be pretty astute and pay, very uh, attentive to what's going on to be able to see because a lot of these things are going to be small little things that can make huge differences to, to the product. That's true. And and you often have people who in the moment are, are demonstrating the problem differently in a way they're going to communicate it. So they'll tell you afterwards it didn't have a pizza button, but if you watch them do it, they couldn't pick up their coffee mug. And you realize these two things are totally not related. And they're not lying. They're telling you their truth, but it's not the actual problem. When you watch people have the problem, you get the real idea. So as you're going through this, this continual motion here to try to improve the product. At what stage do you think, I'm ready to market this thing. I think I got something here. That's a great question. So I did start off building this app, Wi-Fi Booth. This is the photo booth app that we write. Um, I did start off just writing that for me. And the moment that the, that, that that click happened was when a, a friend of mine who was a professional photographer in Switzerland as well uh, was at an event that I was doing one of these things for for free, saw it and said, where can I get that? That's amazing. And he didn't actually believe me that I'd created it. That's when I realized that. that that's got to be one so. of those remarkable moments, though. I mean, because essentially, I know you had bigger ideas, but I mean, you, you created something for Tim Carr. <laughs> and, and when somebody else says, hey, I want that. That, that's got to be just, it must justify just about everything you've gone through over, the, over that period of time before that as you were developing. It, it is a very nice moment. And, and bingo. So there you are. So uh, I, I'm assuming that we're going to, from here, slide right into your discussion about the innovation factory and the work that went on there. Because obviously when we've talked to entrepreneurs like yourself, Tim, uh, one of the biggest obstacles is where do I go? Who do I talk to? How do I get this thing to market? How do I get the word out about this? Uh, monumental tasks, all of them. But it's uh, it's kind of nice to know that somebody's got your back when you're going to make that move. Yeah, so we were we were a little different, not unusual, but a little different of a case in that we'd already launched several years before. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, I had done with, that with great success. I mean, you're international. That's right. We're in eleven languages. Our biggest markets are America and Germany. Um, the Germans are great at DIY, and that our apps really appeal for them. 
Um, the, the thing that made us a little different at the at the innovation factory was that we we had launched, but and and I had done that personally, and I was at the point of incorporation much later than usual. Most people, because they offer a physical product or something with legal liability, they will incorporate first and then bring their product to market. And I did that the other way around for good reasons, and that meant that my product was mature and had users and was out there. But I didn't know anything about how to make a corporation, the legal stuff, the accounting stuff, how to you know cross your lowercase t's not get in trouble with the cra all the <laughs> all the things you don't that's, want to that's do. a good thing don't get in trouble with those guys yeah i'm, I'm doing my level best yeah but uh, and of course that's part of the innovation factory package too i mean the folks at gallings and other legal enterprises that can offer you that kind of support and advice and hey have you done this did you fill out that form did you get that? all stuff that you might not know to do precisely when you talk with these people the, the best thing is not that they answer your questions the best thing is they smell the questions you should have asked so they, you say, I need to you know, do my tax return, blah, blah, blah. And they say, well, hold on a minute. Have you ever thought about your, your HST stuff? Are you filing your HST properly? Well, mm-hmm. I have to file HST? What's that about? That kind of stuff. And a lot of times you, you, get, these, you get these kind of side questions and, that come up, and then you realize that if you hadn't been a part of this program, it, you would have had a much harder time down the line. Well, yeah, it's, it's easier to learn and, and, and go along with that than to say, oh, my God, look what I've done. Now I'm in a hole. Uh, and you don't ever want to get to that. I mean, this is this is a most a competitive enough business to begin with, isn't it? That's right. It, especially in in mobile apps where we're in, if you go to the app store and look for like the word photo booth, you're going to have a list that scrolls on indefinitely. There are infinite photo booth apps. So yes, the, there's quite a lot of competition. So how do you get yours at the top of that list? So there's two things that we do. First of all, we're the only photo booth app that connects to real digital SLRs like Canon, Nikon, Sony, Panasonic, Fuji, Olympus. And because of that, when people search for, say, Canon photo booths, we're going to be in the top of the list because other people can't offer that. So right off the bat then, those that know what they want are going to know that this is the product that they want because they've already narrowed down their focus, haven't they? That's true. And you're really hitting our current problem on the head, which is that we we do really well with people who understand the business need, who understand that they can attach a service and make 20 or 30 grand a year just by having a minimum wage student set up a photo booth for them at night and tear it down the next morning. The the biggest challenge we have is that most of the people we're targeting, event professionals, haven't figured that out. They haven't worked out that that's their next step, that this is a possibility. And what we're trying to learn is how to tell story to them, how to speak to them in a way that encourages them to grow their business by attaching these services. Because we don't have to tell them about ours. If they get the idea, they will find us. So how do you convince them that this should be their next step? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. We're learning how to do that. A lot of that is is meeting meeting them where they are. A lot of these people are um, extremely creative, extremely savvy at digital media and have no idea how to run a business. A lot of these people are business people that have no time for creativity and see this as a, a kind of a, a, a stepping stone in the wrong direction and you just need to be able to talk story to you, you have to marry people. those two though it's hard it is a real challenge because I mean those that have the business savvy and don't have the creativity are gonna say well, I don't need it and and, and vice versa and, exactly. and you've got to convince I guess both yeah you both of you. you need you need both exactly right and, and the, the nicest thing is if you can if you can show them a video of children interacting with the photo booth even the the least creative business person will get it immediately when you see the joy on these kids faces and how they're running around and the kids and the whole atmosphere around a photo booth and all the happiness there it's really clear that that's something that people want and that it creates a, a really positive atmosphere. I was going to ask you about that, especially in your initial stages, even when you were launching internationally. Was there a concern that a lot of people are going to say, that's that's over my head, I I just don't get that. I'm not your guy. 
It, absolutely. And when we launched, we, we tried to target both the event professional and end consumers. So that, for example, includes caterers and photographers in the former category and people who are themselves getting married in the latter. And after a year or two, we realized that we couldn't do both well. And we have since then refined down to just only target professionals. We're not actively targeting consumers anymore. What that means is that our apps do appear pretty complex to people who are just you know, opening regular apps most of the time. They're not themselves professionals in the event space. Uh, we do make sure that there's a next, next finish flow that they can go through and use. But we are targeting professionals as our main customer because that is where the market is. But that's really a, a move in, in just about every business right now. I mean, I, I think a lot of businesses these days, especially in, in, in the stuff that you're doing, you can't be all things to all people. You, you've got to have a niche and you've got to target and say, this is what we're going to be and this is who we're going to be uh, aiming to, toward. Yeah, and that's some of the advice that I got through Innovation Factory. Um, there was a, a woman, I'm struggling to remember her name, but she was a, a partner in a Toronto firm and she was one of the EIRs that I got to meet with and that's what she told me and it was like a light bulb went off and there's one thing I could go back to past me like two years ago, three years ago, it would be that. That's what I would tell them. Just, hey, you, you're, you're trying to target too much and she was absolutely right. We made some changes and we've seen a lot of growth as a but result. But that's, that's, again, that's another bold move. Uh, you know, you're not going to be everything. You're going to do this. And you, well, what if that doesn't work? But it will work because that's what you guys are good at. And, and I mean, again, you've got to have that, that vision to be able to say, yeah, that's, that's the right move. And, and mentors. I mean, yeah. have, having that, that support network of mentors who can say, hey, you know, I know something you don't. It's big. It sounds crazy, but it's right. And that's actually super important because if I'm left in a vacuum, I'm not going to figure that out myself. So what are next steps here, Tim? Let's assume that, that you're one of the winners or the winner. I don't know how it's going to sh- shape up in the in the competition. Uh, how does that impact the company? Where do you see yourself? So actually for me, winning isn't about placing in the top three where the cash prizes are. For me, winning on September the 26th would be meeting someone who has any experience marketing or advertising mobile apps. So the biggest challenge we face is that we've got all of the stuff sewn up on the design, development, technology side. What we're missing is that marketing and advertising expertise. We have no one on our team with that. We haven't met the company in Hamilton or the GTA that has experience marketing mobile apps because everyone says, oh, I, I market apps, and then you look and it's, it's websites, and mobile apps and websites are entirely different. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, what I'm really looking for is just to meet that person at this event or to find out a contact of someone in the GTA who has that experience. Well, as somebody who's been involved in these things since the inception, business cards are flying back and forth at this evening, and, and you never know really who you're going to run into. And uh, our good friend Nick Bonas has told me, because Nick's been the MC for this thing for years now as well, uh, it's, he says partnerships are forged at, at that dinner. It's amazing the number of little meetings that go on to say, well, look, we need to have coffee next week, and, and boom, now all of a sudden you've got something. That is entirely why I signed up. So after leaving Switzerland three years ago and, and severing all of my business network and not having that sort of interpersonal network connectivity, now moving back here and being a part of this event, that's exactly what I'm after. All right, for those that are going to be at the dinner and say, I want to talk to this guy, uh, in the meantime, is there a webpage they can go to to get details? Sure, wifibooth.com is our main product, so that's Wi-Fi. W-I-F-I booth, B-O-O-T-H dot com, all one word. You can learn about our product there. Uh, we're in the midst of building a new corporate site, so we don't have a corporate site to go to, but I'm not sure that's so interesting anyways. <laughs> Tim Carr, uh, congratulations on what you've done so far. It's just a magnificent accomplishment, but it uh, sounds like there's even bigger things to come. Thanks for coming in today. Thanks a lot for having me. I really appreciate your time. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.